Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plan B Success. Did you know that about 475,000 Americans die from a cardiac arrest every single year, just in the U.S.? And globally, cardiac arrest claims a lot more lives, more lives than different kinds of cancer, pneumonia, flu, auto accidents, HIV, firearms, house fires, all of these combined. And there's one person, Kirk Moore, the founder of Rescue Site Services, who's taken it upon himself as his life's ambition to continue to save lives and pursue that target zero. Welcome, Kirk. We're so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you, Rajiv. Uh, what an honor to have the opportunity to share with your audience uh, today about the number one cause of death in the world and how today's technology can give you a second chance on life or a successful plan B, if you would. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where did you begin and how did you get into this? Certainly. Uh, about five years ago, I was sitting in the audience, just like several of your listeners here today, listening to a Holocaust survivor give her testimony. It was during the testimony that an elderly gentleman stood up and collapsed from a heart attack. No one knew what to do. Now, I had previously been trained in CPR, so I went to work, barking out orders like, hey, you call 911 and you go get the AED. An off-duty nurse joined the rescue with the defibrillator and together, we were able to put the pads on. So the AED starts talking, says, analyzing heart rhythm. And I'm like, clear. Shock advised. Again, I'm saying no one touched the patient. Deliver shock. Shock delivered. Begin CPR in one, two, three, four. After that first shock, and then do something called agonal gasping. It looks like you're breathing, but you're not. Now, to paint you a picture of this scene, all of his children, all of his grandchildren were there witnessing his death. This was a very emotional moment in time. In fact, one of his daughters started yelling at me, get that off of him, you're going to hurt him. She had no idea because she had never been trained. Now, during the next few weeks after this event, I decided to you know, do some research and discovered that this is not an isolated incident. In fact, heart disease is the number one cause of death in the world. And like you said in the intro, in one year alone, 475,000 Americans die from sudden cardiac arrest. Globally, more lives than colorectal cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, influenza, pneumonia, auto accidents, HIV, firearms, and house fires combined. However, I believe that we can create a world where no one dies from sudden cardiac arrest. And in the past five years, I have helped thousands of people just like you gain the knowledge and acquire the resources to save the lives of a coworker, friend, family member, and even a complete stranger. So whether you don't have an AD, whether you have one and it's old and out of warranty, or whether you have multiple ADs in locations all across the country, this program is for you. And so in the next few minutes, you know, during this podcast, I'm going to share with you how we help homeowners, communities, organizations, and corporations build successful AED programs that focus on awareness, education, design, implementation, and maintenance. See, Rescue Site Services was created to make sure your AED program is properly designed and implemented, that it's compliant, completely documented, and in the hands of a trained volunteer responder who is ready to rescue. Awesome. 
So what was your background before you got into this? So background before this, uh, this was during college. I um, was going to a community college at the time and pursuing my associates that transitioned into Georgia State University, which I got my you know four-year it's called managerial science degree, which is just a trumped-up name for a business degree. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is this was my I'm oldest of four children, and the younger two are boy-girl twins. And this was actually their senior year. And this event I just told you about was part of you know their school events. And so they said, "Hey, this is a great opportunity. You ought to come along and check it out." Complete happenstance, you know, wasn't planning on doing this at all. So I, I just dropped in and. Sure enough, you know, I was able to participate in something that completely altered my life. So you mentioned five years. Is that how long the company has been around? Yeah. So for the first four years, I pretty much dedicated my life to teaching anyone and everyone who would listen how to save the lives of their loved ones. I mean, I didn't even care if you paid me. I was like, look, that number, 475,000 Americans, 70, over 70% of that happens at home. That's someone you know. That's someone you love. And that's why I started the company, because I wanted you to be able to save the lives of your loved ones. And what all do you do under your company's banner? Is it training as well as devices? Yeah, so there are three components to a successful AD program. And the first... Why why don't you talk about what AD stands for? Yeah, great question. So... Uh, the first thing would be an AED. So I'm sure most of you are saying, Kirk, what is an AED? Stands for Automatic External Defibrillator. An Automatic External Defibrillator is a lightweight portable device that delivers an electric shock through the chest to the heart. The shock can stop an irregular heartbeat and allow a normal rhythm to resume following um, sudden cardiac arrest. Sudden cardiac arrest occurs when the heart malfunctions and stops beating unexpectedly. Um, if not treated within minutes, it will quickly lead to death. Most sudden cardiac arrest results uh, result from ventricular fibrillation, and you can call it VF for short. So VF is a rapid and unsynchronized heart rhythm that originates in the heart's lower chambers, the ventricles. The heart must be defibrillated quickly because a victim's chance of survival drops by 7 to 10% for every minute a normal heartbeat isn't restored. And it only takes four minutes for your, uh, without oxygen, that is, to have irreversible brain damage. See, the reason we are talking about this today is because, you know, 70%, over 70% of those 475,000 Americans that die from sudden cardiac arrest happen at home. Again, like I said, someone you know, someone you love, and that's why we're here today. So what you're saying is this device that you're talking about, AED, that's definitely a device that you need at home. Is that what you're saying? Yes, 100%. And, you know, a lot of times people look at me and they're like, they hear the price point, they're like, whoa, I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars on a medical device. Why would I do that? And I'm sitting there looking at their, their wrist and I see an Apple Watch and in their phone, an Apple phone, and in their other hand is a tablet. And then back at the house, they got, the, you know, the MacBook Pro. And I'm sitting here thinking, hey, it's, it's not it's not a matter of money. It's a matter of what you value. And unfortunately, the United States and society as a whole doesn't value life as much as we used to. I think that that is a huge underlying issue. 
So let's say if there's, you know, there's no rhyme or reason in terms of why somebody would get a cardiac arrest, right? Uh, in the sense that generally people within the house would not know or would not expect that a certain person would get it. So the, the next best thing they do is call 911. And when they do call 911, are you saying that the amount of time it takes for them to come in, the paramedics to come in and help out is just not enough? Yes, but there are a couple things that I can tell you right now that will make a difference. And it's called hands-only CPR. And hands-only CPR is simply pushing hard and fast in the center of your chest at a rate of 100 to 100 beats per minute. You know, the song Staying Alive. I'm not going to sing it for you, but that is, you know, a song that everyone knows. And you can kind of, you know, get that rhythm in your head. Push hard and fast in the center of the chest after you call 911. So, yes are the only chance for that person is to survive. Yes, there are random crazy examples, but those are the outliers that people survive past, you know, a few minutes because every minute that you waste to not give high quality CPR, and that includes compressions, that includes mouth-to-mouth breaths, which by the way, never give mouth-to-mouth on anyone without having a one-way valve because guess what? You don't know what they have. And that creates two victims instead of one and maybe more. Because if I go mouth to mouth on a stranger, I bring that to my, you know, whatever diseases that they might have to myself, my spouse, my family, that creates more than one victim. And that's not our goal here. Our goal is to save the life and minimize the problem there. So let's talk about CPR and training, right? What access do people have to it? And what's needed? Like, you know, can anybody learn CPR or do you really need to know something before you learn it? Yeah, so um, CPR is out there for anyone and everyone. You can do a quick Google search. Um, my name might not come up, but hey, look, I don't care who you you know do your CPR training from, but for heaven's sakes, get training, get help, get professional instructor to come to your home. They can do that. You can talk to your employer and say, hey, look, I really think we should have a CPR first aid class. And they will most likely set that up. And so what we do is we specialize in going to the client. So we don't make you come to us. We say, hey, look, what date, what time, what location were there? And we come to you at your convenience so that you can be you know, in your comfort of your own home or the comfort of your own office. And we're able to teach you how to save a life. We teach you how to give you know, open up the airway and give proper breaths. We teach you how to, you know, give proper compression depth and rates. And we teach you how to use the AED. I mean, you, if it's a guy with a hairy chest, you got to shave the chest or, you know, it's not going to work properly. So there's all kinds of minute details that if you've never done this before, then you're, you're going to, the great thing about AEDs is it'll walk you through exactly what to do. But if you have been trained, you can bypass that learning curve in the heat of the moment because you already know what to do. And the technology on the AEDs is so incredible that, hey, if you jump to step 14, then it's going to it's gonna speed forward and take you right there analyzing heart rhythm because you already, you know, stay calm, call for help, check responsiveness, detach defib, pass the victim's bare chest. You did all those things without having to be told to do that because you know what to do. It's training. You're going to respond how you train. There's this is an incredible quote by Sir Winston Churchill. Uh, it says, to each there comes in their lifetime, a special moment when they are figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do a very special thing unique to them and fitted to their talents. What a tragedy 
phone at that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified for that which could have been their finest hour. Listen, I believe that saving the life of a friend, family member, coworker, or even a complete stranger could in fact be your finest hour. And what a tragedy if that moment finds you unprepared, that is, without the resources of an AED in your home, in your business, or in your community, or unqualified, that is, without the knowledge and hands-on training to correctly respond to an emergency situation. And where are you guys operating right now? Atlanta, Georgia is our headquarters. We um, provide solutions all across the country. Um, so um, that's that's just how we operate. We want we don't want to limit to um, any specific geographical um, location. We want everyone in the United States, and ultimately, um, we're going going to be growing outside the United States, starting with Canada, Mexico, and you know, moving to Australia and you know Europe and such. All right, let's go back to your company and what you're offering. You know, training products. What else are you offering? Yes. Yeah, so. Um, you got the AED itself. That's the hardware. The second component is the software, which is an AED program management solution. And the third and final component is the training. So we've talked about the AEDs. We've talked about the training. I'd like to share with you about the AED program management. So the reason we're talking about this today is to rescue a victim of cardiac arrest, you need an AED that is ready to deliver a life-saving shock. But just having an AED is not good enough. You must make sure you're working and in the hands of a trained volunteer responder. That sounds simple. You may not realize all you need to know and do to set up and maintain a successful AD program. Our AD program management makes sure you are ready, compliant, and completely documented while taking up as little of your time as possible. See, according to the AHA, the American Heart Associations, they call it Every Second Counts Fact Sheet, Communities with comprehensive AED programs that include CPR and AED training for rescuers have achieved survival rates of nearly 40% for cardiac arrest victims. This is why our AED professionals are committed to helping communities and organizations just like yours build successful AED programs that focus on awareness, education, design, implementation, and maintenance. See, we license the leading AED program management solution in the world. And to hit a few of the high-level um, you know, features and benefits, this includes medical authorization and direction. We will do your policy and procedure limits, facility-specific response plans, virtual site assessment. Literally, if you give us your blueprint we're, and you know, a few other you know, questions answered, we're going to be able to tell you how many AEDs so that you have a three-minute drop-the-shock time frame. We're also going to tell you where to place those AEDs within your organization so you have the best chance of um, response time. We um, provide a you know AED management application. This is something that goes on your phone. Literally, it can have as many people on it as you like. Um, and the biggest thing that will blow your socks off is when an AED is utilized. So if you have a medical emergency, you have to turn that AED in for medical, uh, basically for an analyzing process, just because that's now medical records of the victim. And so if you are a small business with just one AED, tough out of luck. You only have that one AED, and now it's gone. What happens if tomorrow that happens again? No more. With our AED program management solution, we actually overnight you an AED so that you are never without an AED. So in case this does happen in 24 hours to another member or employee, you are covered. 
And is there some kind of maintenance for these AEDs? 100%. So there are, just like every AED, there are consumables. And the consumables are things that expire, such as your pads and your batteries. Um, each AED has, you know, there's six, excuse me, there's six FDA-approved manufacturers of AEDs on the market. And each of those have multiple models, kind of like the car industry with a lot of makes and models. Which one do I choose? Uh, but to answer your question on the AED consumables, um, depending on the model, it could range anywhere between two years or five years um, for the time it takes for you to renew or get new pads or batteries. With us, we do it a little bit different. So in, typically in the past, people have paid several thousand dollars. And if you are running, you know, a franchise or grocery store or a bank that has, or even hotel that has multiple locations, that's a lot of upfront capital to expend on AED. So what we've done is we've created a leasing program. And this leasing program allows you to have the hardware, the software, and everything you need to have a successful AED program for less than the cost of your Wi-Fi. And that you don't have to worry about consumables because we are leasing it. And get this, a new program that we are just coming out with is super exciting. It's called Pass the Pulse. You know, the pulse, like your, your heart beating. Pass the Pulse. It's the idea of when you renew your five-year lease with us, we are going to donate your old AED to a not-for-profit on behalf of Plan B Success, right? So we're going to donate to the Boys and Girls Club of dot, dot, dot. And we get to put a sticker with your logo on it because you were, you were the one that made that possible. So we donate your old AED, and when you renew your lease with us, we're going to give you a brand new AED so that you're up to date on the latest technology. So have you looked at uh, the impact that you're creating in the communities based on the services that you're providing as a company? I mean, the impact is is hard to measure because how, how do you how do you quantify the value of someone's life right and so that is why i'm involved because i realized that wow we have technology that can literally give you a second chance on life why is everyone not have it at their, in their home i mean if you look in businesses and you look at even homes everyone has a fire extinguisher because it used to be that yeah you know, fire was a huge cause of death within the home and now fire you're 97 more times likely to die from a heart attack at work than from a fire yet you have way more fire extinguishers and sometimes not even one AED so one of the things you mentioned is software associated with this I was just wondering if you keep track of the usage of these AEDs that you deploy around the communities 100%. So part of the uh, the AD program management solution I was just telling you about, um, it, it is very robust. Like I said, it's the leading solution, AD program management solution in the world. And so they operate in every country in the world. And so I am actually able to create the incredible offer of the only, uh, the best AD program management solution in the world and the number one AED in the world with the real CPR feedback. And that real CPR feedback literally tells you, hey, push harder for good compressions. This AED literally will tell you, hey, if you're not pushing hard enough to get the depth that you need for good compressions, it'll audibly tell you push harder. So to answer your question on, you know, how we, you know, keep up with metrics, 
that's all through the uh, the software side of things. All right. So that's what I meant when you when I said you know the usage of the AEDs that you're deploying around the communities. If there's some way that you can keep track of it, then that tells you how much people are using it. That exactly. tells, that probably even tells you how many lives you're saving as a result of that. Yeah, which is which is such a such an incredible feeling to know. Hey, you know, I might not have been there to you know literally blow in their mouth and pump on their chest and strap on the AED, but I was a part of that rescue because I literally called them 14 times in three days to tell them, hey, this is something that you need. I emailed them a million times. I followed videos and social media and I, you know, talk, people talk about follow up and how salespeople are annoying. But when you believe in your product, when you know that what you're selling is real and it saves lives and it's going to impact the world. I mean, there's no links I will not go to make sure you have an AD in your home. So why don't we talk a little bit about yourself, Kirk? So what's your situation? You know, your family, I know you, you're doing this as a business. At the same time, you know, the reason it triggered was what you saw in terms of what's needed to save lives. But generally, what's your background? Yeah, so um, I'm the oldest of four. I, my parents both went to Georgia Tech. Um, my dad played football for him. And my, see, I, we were all homeschooled, which was really awesome. So my mom homeschooled all four of us all the way through from pre-K all the way up. And, you know, myself, I, I went on and got a degree at Georgia State University. Two of my younger siblings got degrees at Mercer University on, you know, pretty much a full scholarship for uh, vocal performance. And then the youngest, uh, one of the boy-girl twins, he actually played football at West Point, the United States Military Academy. So talk about awesome. a su- success story for, you know, my parents. Like, they literally taught us everything we knew. So between high school and college, I went and lived in El Salvador, Central America, and it was part of a Christian ministry where we taught English at a local high school. We worked with the homeless ministry. Um, We helped out with an orphanage, and my personal favorite was a gang ministry. Um, So very influential on, you know, my upbringing and, you know, kind of getting me out of my comfort zone as, you know, someone who's lived in America their whole life. Being able to see another part of the world that, you know, doesn't have the freedoms and the privileges and the resources that, you know, we have here. Now that, you know, you've made this Saving Lives your life mission, how do you feel about your company and its progress? Yeah, so, I I mean, over the first four years, we specifically focus on training. And, you know, I actually called it Moat for Life. My last name is Moat. So as cheesy as it sounds, it was 100% focused on training and teaching people how to save the lives of the loved ones in their home. Like I said, I didn't care if you paid or not, but that grew to where we started getting contracted to teach federal agencies. And, I mean, we, we got to the point where I was like, wow, this is, this is really growing, really great. November of last year, so a little over a year ago today, sit down with my wife and said, Hey, look, um, this is where I want to be because being four years in the industry, I'm like, okay, there, there's more, you learn a little bit about the industry. There's, there's more to just the training and that's the, the medical device side of things. It's like, let's restructure our company to rescue site services and let's 
you know, have a more holistic approach to saving lives. And that's going to be, you know, not only giving you the knowledge, but also the resources. Because knowledge without resources is useless, as you know, and vice versa. Because, you know, you can have the best surgeon in the world, but if he doesn't have the utensils to actually perform, perform the surgery, you know, he can't do it. And the same thing for you. If you know how to save a life, but you don't have the defibrillator for the shock, guess what? You're not going to be able to do that. And one of the most biggest misconceptions is between the difference of heart attack and sudden cardiac arrest. A heart attack is, you know, your typical, it's a blockage of artery. So it's your typical, you know, 40 year old man, if you would, that's in your, um, you know, midlife crisis and like not eating healthy, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe it's hereditary, right? Sudden cardiac arrest is an arrhythmia problem. It's an electrical issue, which means that can happen to anyone at any time. We've seen it with day-old infants. We've seen it in kids, middle schoolers, high schoolers, college students. And this literally can happen to anyone at any time. And that cannot be fixed unless you have a shock from an AED. Right. As you grow this company, what are the things that keep you awake at night? Yeah, so kind of thinking, <laughs> I'm always trying to figure out how to, it's more of an education marketing style of approach because, you know, like you said, you're like, one of your first questions you asked in the interview was like, why, like, do we have these in our homes? Is this something we should have in our homes? I mean, that's not something that people are thinking about. So what keeps me up at night is trying to figure out how can I prove, how can I convince how can I teach? How can I educate the public that, you know, this is a need because, you know, the number one cause of death is actually preventable. <laughs> and so how do I, com- you know, communicate that to people? So the structure, the process that we have currently is, hey, look, we're going to hit every B2B uh, company that we can. We're going to put a defibrillator in every business such that, you know, Businesses are full of employees and employees are consumers. And those are our ultimate targets to get them in every home. So until they're in every business, every bank, every hotel, every grocery store, gas station, every public place, until that happens, the light bulb of the consumer is not going to go off and say, you know what, I should probably have them at, at my home too. So that's probably what keeps me up at night is trying to figure out exactly how to communicate that to the consumer. I'm sure there's stats around... You know, the number of people who died of cardiac arrest and did not get get help at the right time, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that that actually should be a pretty pretty big number out there that, that should be a wake-up call to a lot of people. If you, die, if you have a heart attack or sudden cardiac arrest in the United States, you have a five, anywhere in the United States, on average, you have a 5% chance of survival. Yikes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Five percent chance of survival. Remember I told you that every minute that you go without proper breaths, compressions, and a shock, your chance of survival drops seven to ten percent. So you're looking at, you know, ten minutes, you're seventy to a hundred percent chance of not surviving. The average response time for you know nine one one to respond is not ten minutes. <laughs> and so I'm not sure the last time you called nine one one. But it takes time. I, I witnessed a car wreck the other day and, you know, called 911. They were there in 17 minutes. It took 17 minutes. What happens if someone in that car had a heart attack during 
the wait time. Right. I mean, or, or had a heart attack because of the wreck. And so that that's what we're trying to combat is, you know, EMTs, 911, police officers, hats off to them. They are awesome and they're needed, but they respond to our call and they can only get there as as fast as they can get there. It is up to us to to be part of the rescue. We ourselves, as the bystander, have to participate in the rescue, whether it's, you know, your spouse, a kid, a grandparent, parents, or a complete stranger. I mean, we are the, our, we are the first responders. Right. Well, Kirk, you're building a business. Your mission is noble. So what do you look forward to and what would you like your legacy to be? So it's, it's funny. Um, one of my hobbies right now is uh, with my wife, actually. Um, we completed a through hike of the, um, of the Appalachian Trail, and it's over 2,200 miles. It's a foot trail. So um, we, we accomplished that in about 116 days back in 2017. Since then, we have been on a mission to summit every high point of each state and ultimately the high point of each continent. But we're starting out with each state. So we have currently hit 19 of the 50 high points in the United States. And I'm super excited about the opportunity um, to continue to you know, view and experience locations in the world that most people haven't even seen in pictures. You know, before I let you go, Kirk, thank you so much for joining us and explaining to us what AED and CPR are all about, and especially it's life-saving, and I think that's the crucial part of the entire message. What is that one takeaway that you'd like to leave with the listeners? I'll leave you with this. Um, earlier this year, my wife discovered a water leak underneath our kitchen sink, and, and like most problems, we we were aware of the issue long before we decided to take action and actually fix the issue. You know, weeks go by, and of course, the issue gets worse. I eventually pulled up a YouTube video took a field trip to Home Depot and attempted to fix the problem myself. You know, mission accomplished, so I thought. A month later, we had the exact same issue. Turns out, I didn't fix the problem. At this point, I'm throwing my hands up and Googling plumbers nearby. The plumber comes out, literally undoes everything I did because it was done incorrectly and not compliant with code. And in fact, it turns out that there was a bigger issue that developed because I waited so long to fix the problem. The same is true for your defibrillator program. Everyone here is aware that your home or business needs a defibrillator, well, a defibrillator program, and some, some may have even tried to do the research to develop it themselves. But unless you are an experienced full-time AD program manager, you probably lack the time, the resources to set up and maintain an AD program that is fully compliant with Good Samaritan laws and regulations and ensures the best chance of survival. While it's one thing to waste time and money and resources on a kitchen sink, it's a completely different subject to not value the life of your spouse, your child, and your coworkers enough to ensure the best chance of a successful rescue. Defibrillators save lives in public places. Defibrillators save lives in businesses. Defibrillators save lives in your home. Defibrillators save lives. I think that's an important message for everyone to take notice and then rethink the strategy as to what they want to do in order to make sure that they have one of the most important, most precious life-saving devices at home. Thank you so much, Kirk. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you.
Hey, I hope you liked that episode. Do check out my website, rajivmudumba.com. And by the way, do check out Top Podcast Mastery Program. That's out there on the website. And if you're interested in podcasting, if you're interested in creating a brand image for who you are and what you have to offer, definitely check that course out. I'm sure it's going to provide you immense value and it'll cut short your journey of researching podcasts by the weeks into a couple of hours to get started and moving on. Thank you very much.